0: Welcome back to another episode of The Authors Unite Show. Here's your host, Tyler Wagner. Welcome to the show. (laughs) After we had our weed talk. talk. (laughs) Um, So this is Sophia Castro and welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you for the invite. happy to be here with you guys.
0: Um, So if you can start us off, just give us a little uh, introduction. Who you are, what you do.
1: Okay, so um, Sophia Castro, like he said before, um, I am in real estate right now. We, uh, myself and my husband met when we were very, very young. Uh, both come from a very humble families. Um, we went to the same schools, uh, junior high, high school, we never met each other. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I don't <laughs> and I our, remember that. Yeah, yeah. so we, we we just, because he's four years older than me. Yeah. So we kind of missed each other uh, every okay. time, but we had the same friends and we would hang out with in the same places. It was just, we never really met in person. Yeah. Um, so, but when we were 18 years old, I was 18 and he was 22, we met. Um, and we both didn't have anything. He was working for a telemarketing company. Um, I was working at a, a betting company as a secretary. I had dropped out uh, because I just uh, didn't really like school and I had dyslexia and I had a reading comprehension and nobody really noticed it, I guess, or no teacher really cared. Or back then, many mm-hmm. years ago, it really wasn't a thing and uh, nobody really helped me in school. And I was just frustrated in school all the time. And I'm like, you know what? I want more than I can have right now because my parents had seven kids and they just couldn't afford to give us all everything we wanted. But we. Had very limited stuff that we could buy, and I liked clothes, and I wanted a car. So I said, you know what? I'm dropping out, and I'm gonna go to, go get a job, mm-hmm. so I could afford my own stuff. But Bobby, when I met him, it was the same story. He had dropped out of tenth grade, ninth grade, I think it was, to do the same. He went to open a a cleaning uh, company he was cleaning strip joints believe it or not oh that's awesome
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> and um they need an occasional clean they do <laughs> uh,
1: god if you hear the stories they're pretty uh especially right pretty... now <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they were, right now it's a good place
0: right yeah. now it might be the cleanest <laughs> ever i don't know yeah. they, i you don't know, what? know what's it going on at strip the clubs now. no they're open they okay are yeah, open. Yeah. fully yeah. open yeah yeah. Mass um, or
1: the, you know mass? what you put <laughs> you need the mask to walk in okay yeah yeah but once you're in there Once you're
0: in there, and COVID you're won't this, come in. then you don't need it because COVID does not transmit. No, that it way. won't come in
1: there. No, they don't allow them inside. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're already getting into that. That's
1: good. So, um, Sorry, so guys. then we met and uh, we had very similar it. upbringings and um, and so when you know we got together and he kind of told me, listen, I'm not your normal guy. Um, you know, I want to be an entrepreneur. I'm looking to do things the hard way. I'm not going to go get a normal job. I want to get, you know, business. I didn't know, I had no freaking clue what entrepreneurship was back then. I didn't even, whatever, I was an entrepreneur. I'm like, yeah, I want to open my own business. I'm like, oh, okay. So when I, we started dating and like two months later, he's like, okay, I want you to stop your job. I want to do this. I want to, I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, no, come on, let's go on the ride with me. Me being, you know, the 18 year old, I was like, well, whatever, let's do it. And uh, we went and started investigating some businesses, small little, you know, mom and pop businesses. They didn't go well because we didn't have enough money. We didn't have the knowledge and we just failed. Mm -hmm. But from those failures, we always gained something out of them, you know? Um, And we took them and we were like, okay, for the next time we're gonna do this, this, this different. And every time we would fail, we would get those You know um negatives and turn them into positive but then i got pregnant by mistake six months later (laughs) Uh. (laughs) so you know i was like oops hold on a minute so we decided to have the baby because you know we said well whatever happens happens let's just go forward we had the baby so we had to go back to work because at that point we couldn't just say hey it's just you and me what are we going to do whatever it doesn't matter now we had some another person that we needed to care for and stuff so we did But meanwhile, that we were going to work, and we were still coming up with ideas of what we wanted to do. And Bobby would do, like, side jobs on the, uh, you know, he did a lot of sales. Mm -hmm. So um, he was always a great salesperson. So he was working for the Better Business Bureau. He was working at night at the Rusty Pelican over oh, here keep Key skein. So you know, he always had multiple jobs so that we could start stacking up our money so that we could open up a business eventually. So I went back to school because I needed to do something as I was a mom at that point. And I went to ultrasound school and um, Bobby was still doing three jobs at the same time. And when I had my daughter, we came across this advertising in USA Today, which you know back then there was no internet. You know it was all about papers, and we yeah. were we picked three different like business opportunities that we liked. And um, from the three, I really liked one because it was something that I had never come across or even knew what the hell that was, or really nobody was really doing it. And it was an uh, equipment leasing broker, mm-hmm. and um, what it was, it was just going to like vendors that sell equipment and having them submit the applicants that couldn't get approved at the bank because either they didn't have enough credit or the business history or whatever. And we had an opportunity to be able to present these applications to community banks that were willing to take risk on secondary paper, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, So we went ahead and my mom mom lent me the $1,800 that it was to buy the manual because it wasn't a business. It was oh, literally wow. a manual that was copied on a m- machine and the gentleman that it was an older man that had done this business himself and figured that hey i could sell these manuals for eighteen hundred dollars and let people pay me the eighteen hundred dollars and really not do much with it nobody really he didn't really have a good success rate but bobby being the salesperson he is and the entrepreneur that he was he went and met the old you know the older man In person and sat with him and the man fell in love with Bobby because you know Mm. he was like he's like oh my god wait a minute you understand this business you understand what to do and so Bobby being his personality we were able to succeed with this business because Bobby ate the the older man's brain out and you know you're gonna teach me this business you're not just selling me this manual so he took Bobby in under his wing and like kind of this brought Bobby to here here is the full blueprint how to really do it um he died like 2 years afterwards um and Bobby just and myself just took this business and we ran with it me and him alone we i used to work during the day and he would stay home in the afternoon in the morning time with our daughter and he would do all the calls and get all the applications and do you know all the sales. And then at night when I would get home, I would do all the typewriting, because it was a typewriter, not even a computer. <laughs> I would typewrite awesome. the fax machine, yeah. uh, the, the fax cover sheets and the applications and I would send them out. In the morning time, then Bobby would send all those faxes that I would send out. He would actually then call the people and handle all this stuff. So we did that for a full year. After that, I let go of, you know, working at the doctor's office and I went full time, me and him, and we just from that moment on, uh, we just grew the business to, you know, yeah. today we sold that was a that was in two let me see, that was nineteen ninety five, I wanna say. And um 2019, we were able to sell that business for a $1 billion evaluation.
0: That's sick.
1: So um, yeah, we didn't yeah. own it 100%, but you know, we had a nice chunk yeah, of it. So for sure. it was great. Uh, we got out, and um, the reason why we got out, not the business today is doing still amazing. It's an amazing business. The, the strategy behind that whole company has been very solid and it's an amazing company. Yeah, 25
0: years that's Uh, what that's how long oh yeah that's wild yep and it's still
1: going strong it's still going strong um but we were always wanting to be in real estate we just never had the money back then we you know started dabbling into it you know early on like in 2000s and something like that but never got into it the way we wanted to um, 2003, we got into real estate still having the business. Mm-hmm. It was we were just you know I would run the real estate part, he would run the the other business. Um, but we got involved in real estate. We failed really bad. We almost lost yeah, everything about we had. That yeah. So in 2003, yeah uh, we got uh, some somebody we had known told us, hey, we have an opportunity to get into condo conversions. And back then, I don't know if you guys are familiar with condo conversion, but what that was, was the apartment buildings that are rental apartment buildings today, you would buy those, evacuate all the tenants, and then turn in every apartment into a condo with a title. So you would sell each individual unit in the apartment building as a condo. So that's what's called condo conversion. Well, it's Mm -hmm. not an easy task, number one. And number two, we got into it not knowing a thing about it. And we got in it when it was at the tip, tip, tip. It was already like been going on for like five, six years. We got in it so late that that's when the downfall of the world coming down with the financial crisis. Mm -hmm. Um, So a mix of not knowing what we were doing. We got in it at the peak of its time. And the world having a financial crisis, it was just, a perfect disaster. Um, but luckily being, you know, that we had so much business savvy and we understood business, we're like, we can't let this take us down. We we just put our whole entire life saving in there. Thank God that, you know, Bankers Healthcare Group was doing so well that it was able to carry the the expenses that we were having from the condo conversion and not go into foreclosure. But we were like mm-hmm. struggling. We were like almost We didn't go into foreclosure and lost everything because of Bankers Healthcare Group. At that point, Bobby put his head straight into Bankers Healthcare Group and said, I'm not losing focus of what was bringing us in our true steady cash flow. Mm -hmm. So he went back into that business and put it 10x and grew that business 10 times that we grew in 10 years in one year. Mm -hmm. He just put all his focus, him and his partners, Put all their focus on making that business bigger, so that we could be able to survive in the in the industry. So, in that process, we learned what rental, um, you know, multifamily rental was all about. We had never gotten in, involved. We always knew about buying and flipping. So we're like, wait a minute, why did we evict? All of these tenants when they were paying rent and we were receiving monthly income what are we doing so what we did was that we restored those apartments back to rentals Mm -hmm. instead of selling the units individually into condos so we started bringing tenants back in and we started getting cash flow at that point we were able to start okay now we're surviving and those steps trying to survive we learned that, wait a minute, the investment is buying multifamily apartment buildings to get residual income and to really create wealth. That's mm-hmm. where it was at. So we started learning that. We didn't buy anything for four years, I think it was, because the crisis was from, you know, what, it ended like in 2013, Tw- yeah, yeah, something thir- like that, yeah. 12, 13. We started buying again. in. T- 2011 Mm. so in 2011 when we started seeing that the world was gonna come back already to to life we started then buying small little garden apartments actually we started buying single-family homes Mm. I started buying one by one to learn how to really have a rental business and we started doing one by one I bought 16 homes Uh, my my daughter at that time decided that she didn't want to go into college anymore. She wanted to drop out because it wasn't for her. She wanted to become an entrepreneur. Yep. <laughs> so she came along the ride with me and uh, and Bobby, and we started buying small little units. We started buying homes. Then we went into duplexes, triplex, fourplex. Then we started buying garden apartments at you know ten doors, fifteen doors, and we went like that from 2011 to 2017. We ended up buying. Um, about three hundred and thirty units, altogether, wow. and uh, we had bought them. And that time in two thousand seventeen, now the multifamily business is hot. I mean, everybody wants to get into multi- we're Still, to today, this is still. Yeah, but in two thousand seventeen, all everybody was coming up to us and saying, "Hey, could you sell us your unit, your your duplex, your fourplex? We want the Garden Apartments." And we were like, "No, we don't want to sell. We're long term holders." But in 2017 we decided, you know what, we're gonna get rid of all of our small units now that we understand the business, we've been managing and buying and doing everything ourselves. Let's sell all the small units and now let's go buy big complexes. Mm -hmm. We did that and we sold all of our 300 and something units in 90 days. Sold and closed.
0: Wow, that's a good quarter. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep, (laughs) and we made a nice, nice chunk of money in that process. Mm -hmm. Um, And we took all that money and we bought big complex. We started buying only 100 plus stores. Got it. Um, Now today we're about at, I think, about 2,600 units Mm -hmm. um, on our own. We have other um, joint ventures with other investors that we have, but we don't manage them. We're just a passive investor with them, but okay. on our own that we buy, you know, that it's all controlled by us, about 26 units um, to date.
0: Got it. So, now, do you, would you recommend, like, say if somebody wanted to be where you're at um, in real estate, would you recommend they go through that process of like starting with single family and then moving up? Or, cause isn't there, and you might have one yourself, I'm actually not sure, isn't there like funds or something, like somebody could, pay like you to just have like a, a small monthly residual from your yes. 20 those are funds okay and then yeah. and then we don't if the person does do that do we anything. don't even have to look or think right. any, like okay. we already know you got it exactly okay. there is there
1: is there is funds like that so these so the okay. difference between owning your own and putting your money in a fund yeah. that's a passive investor yeah. you have no say so when they buy when they sell what they buy what they're gonna put in as you know, cap-eds yeah. into the building, what is their returns gonna be. They guarantee you a five, six percent return a year. That's all they, they have to do. Okay. So, and another thing with that is that you don't get paid on a monthly basis on some of them. Others you do. Yeah. On some, you have to wait either quarterly or once a year. or So, so it yeah, all depends a- on what you wanna do with your money. For sure. So, but yes, it seems like you wouldn't. Recommend you're not that, gonna so. learn. The problem is, is that you're not gonna learn. No, okay, no yeah. fund is gonna sit there and tell you, "Hey, this is the way we did it. This is what we did. This is what." So, it all depends. Do you want to be a passive investor and just put your money and get a return on an annual basis? It's the best thing to do. Yeah. Now, if you want to be more active, so that you could have generational wealth for a long term and that you could create wealth in your in your portfolio, you need to do it yourself.
0: So, yeah, that makes yeah, cuz the 5 cuz I and I'm assuming on some of yours like you've had some like huge wins. Right. So I mean 5-6% is like I don't know I is, that's kind of like even below stock market sometimes yeah, it? it's yeah, in the same but rate. it's
1: so safe that oh, you safe. know what I mean, okay. you're not going to unless you put your money in a fund that they're scammers. But yeah. normally you're going to get your return. You're yeah. going to get that return no matter what. You're not going to be I like that. Okay. You know, it's going to it's a very safe steady return mm-hmm. you're not gonna be that volatile that you're gonna have that down up down yeah, like, up bitcoin. Now. like bitcoin <laughs> like stocks <laughs> so you know unless if you come again if you have this you know financial crisis that we had back in 2008 yeah that's a different story everybody failed there it wasn't that they wanted to it was just the whole world was in a financial what it,
0: crisis. Because we just kind of had one. It, it was I th- obviously a lot shorter than 2008, but like maybe similar. I don't really recall 2008 because I was like kind of too young. Yeah. Like I didn't feel the effect, but for this last one, um, don't you, do you kind of think like it is really safe even uh, during like a, a crisis because people still got to. Still gotta Although live. wasn't there something where like they, uh, they could force the um, people renting the properties to not um evict people for not paying for, rent. For... so now during
1: covid yeah. we had that we had uh okay yeah we have um um some I, i'm gonna say stupid ass <laughs> 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 rules here that the states have created that the tenants didn't have to pay but the but the owners yeah, but of the still building had the ba- still had to pay their mortgage <laughs> their work. rent what? i mean their lights their all that stuff which i understand i i get the concept because we had this crisis where everybody had to stop working right yeah i get it i understand it until they were able to do the uh supplementals and all the um unemployment that kicked in that's i understand that but you can't do it for one and do it for the other us as the mortgage holders we didn't get any kind of relief of oh if you don't pay your mortgage you're not going to get a foreclosure that you know we had to pay our bills so exactly yeah we got really lucky through, during this whole covid thing cuz our tenant based um did not do that of they we had people that couldn't yeah. pay yeah. but they caught up once they got their supplement or once they got their unemployment cuz we you know we we underwrite our deals really well. We're in the B-class assets. You know, those are your teachers, your policemen, your, you know, your hospital workers, people that have, nice, not, you know, jobs that are able to have good, yeah. um, uh, what do you want to say, good characters. For They're sure. not just sitting there and saying, oh, I'm going to live here because I can. And we got so, so lucky that people in our buildings understood that, okay, we you, you don't have to pay the first two months we, we were... Yeah, We, we had to, we understood that, but they all cut up. So we didn't lose a thing in our properties. Luckily, um, everybody was very kind and and thoughtful because if we have to pay the mortgage, why don't you have to pay your rent,
0: yeah. right? So that's, I was gonna ask you that. So you said B class, like what's the average like rental? Uh, if there is one, is it like 1500 a month? Yeah, 000? so we
1: have, uh, so in the yeah. B class that we owned, it goes uh, from 1100, up to like 1700 depending on the area and the units that you're um, okay. renting. So, yeah, so and we're you like found more that's kind of like a sweet spot. That's such a sweet spot. It really is because um, for me that is the working class. It's, you know, the you're you're the people that are renting in the B class. They're always have a job. You know, yep. they're they're worried about their credit. They're worried they have they have conscious. They understand they're not people that are just wanting to live off the government and I'm there's nothing I, wrong yeah. if you have to live off the government because of a certain issue for sure. that's great that's I understand that but these people that that we rent to these working class people they they really always like to keep their credit in good shape they they have you know a, a, a good mentality of like hey I rented this spot I have to pay for it so it's it's just a great spot like a great asset class to invest in, definitely. you know, I think the a class, so a class is more you know the higher end. you're talking about here, like in Miami Beach, you're talking about you know yeah. five thousand six thousand you know yeah, rents. Yeah. and those type of asset class for me are very um financial based. um you have they only want to live in those apartments for a year because these are like new attorneys. That just became attorneys, yeah, and they're yeah. here to try out the waters. Hey, do I like this area? Do I want to buy a house? Am I gonna get a promotion? Am I gonna get you know, sent to another state to work? So the A class is a lot of people love to invest in A class because your rents are extremely high. You yeah, know, yeah. you're you're charging <laughs> some nice rents. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> you know, it's more of the you're you have a big turnover every year. You're getting you know, you're you're. You're not getting repeat tenants.
0: No, that's because yeah, that's not as consistent. It's not no, consistent because right. that's right around our rent. Right, we live like right down the road from here. Yeah, and like it is, we every year as much as we love the place we're in. At the end of every year, it's kind of like an experience. Yeah, and I think it's because, and that's what I've I've talked to you, Dad, about it. Like we, it's enough rent where I'm like, should I be getting a house? Because you know five six k a month it's not like astronomical or anything but, but it's, it's enough for you it's like i'm spending almost 100k a year and i have no ownership in this whatsoever so every year at the end of the lease i've never stayed at a place longer than a year right and i and are you kind of saying in the b class they will they, actually stay
1: They stay you have long-term tenants yeah. you know you have at least they stay for more than two years for sure and there's yeah. tenants that we've had in the buildings that are 10 years 15 years you know there yeah (laughs) so these are tenants that are long-term I like to say long-term tenants Um, and for for example I could only speak for me um, or for us you know myself and Bobby we have our buildings where we make sure that those buildings are kept up to like our standard if I can live there like I go into these buildings and I'm like you know what I could live in this building no you know and my customer service my my property manager, the leasing agents, the anybody that works there has very high standards to give to those tenants. Mm -hmm. If you don't treat those tenants great, I don't want you working for me because they're paying you, they're paying us rent. So you gotta give them the best service you can for them to stay there. And then also they're like, if anything breaks in their units or if anything's not working in the building, I that has to get fixed within 24 hours, 72 hours max. So I give them the best service I can within the class asset that they're living in. So for me, keeping these tenants is a it's a big big plus because you know the turnovers cost you money. Having to go put that uh, building, I mean that unit back on the market could take a week and take a month. You don't never know. So you have a vacancy thing. So you know I try to uh, treat my tenants. As like if I wanted to get treated, mm-hmm. you know, so I I like to keep my tenants long term. And so that's why I like that B. Asset I was going to say that that's because
0: mm-hmm. the, the thing is, too, with the A class, even though the rents are really high, there is sometimes really long downturns where the place like I think our place was open for like six, seven months. Oh, yeah. And then we and and my realtor told me that, so he was like, "Yo, you can you know say something lower than what it is because they just want somebody in there." So we, I think we got like seven hundred dollars off a month from. Oh yeah, easy. Because the guy was like, "It's literally six months, and he still has to pay the mortgage Mm -hmm. on that." So yeah, I feel like B class is better. Yeah, I love the B
1: classes. You know, to start off, we started off with the C class, and um, so C class is, um, you know, you're paying anywhere from probably. Eight hundred to about, you know, twelve hundred, maybe something in that range. Um, You get a lot of government assistant um, programs in these buildings. I love them. Yeah, I still love them to tell you the truth. I don't. We don't do them because we like to buy bigger assets. But the C class, if you if you concentrate on Section Eight, which is the government pays either full half or a percentage of the more of the rent for the tenants, you're getting that rent on a monthly basis on the third of every month, you have your money in your account.
0: From the government. From
1: the government. Yeah, you have section sad. eight. <laughs> now people say, yeah, but they trash your buildings. These are people that don't care. They bring in their whole family. They're supposed to be two people. Now you have 10 and they're always drinking or this and that and that's not, it, it is true. But it's not true if you care about the way you run your business, right? So when I used to have my C asset class, I used to underwrite my tenants the exact same way that I underwrite my tenants in the B class right now. So Mm -hmm. I have to make sure that they don't have a criminal background. I make sure that they've never been evicted from anywhere. And I make sure that they understand that they cannot have, you know, 20 people in your unit. If you do, you will get evicted. So... Mm -hmm. When I speak to them and then they see how nice we would treat them and the the service that we would give them, we never had any, any problems.
0: And that's probably why. You know, yeah, with these because, tenants. And yeah.
1: to start off when you first invest in multifamily, I think it's the best and safe way. Because you know that you're going to have that money there every month and that nobody's going to tell you, hey, I have to pay you late. You have your money in your account. So you're able to cash flow and to flow your business steady without having any kind of interruptions, you know. So it's a great asset class to start, but you have to know how to manage it.
0: Okay, yeah, I feel like, do you think you could skip like the single family and go right to that? Or do you you think so?
1: I mean, single family has its its pros and it's gone. You know, what happens with a single family? You rent, you get one single family home. That one tenant either loses his job or or gets yes, um, yes. transferred to another state or anything happens they get sick they have to leave the property soon or you know sooner than your lease um, you have no money coming in right yeah. so now you have to scramble to find a new tenant to put in there to get you know cash flow now you have a fourplex one of your tenants don't pay you're at least able to flow yeah. with that money that you're getting from your other two tenants, your other three tenants, you're still getting somewhat of a cash flow. Mm-hmm. So a single family if you're going to do that, you need to have, you know, you need to know that you're going to have to have a little cushion just in case that, you know, tenant leaves on you and that you have to replace it. So having three or four single family homes at the same time is a good start, mm-hmm. you know, because I find that the people that rent single family home they treat that home like if it was theirs
0: god yes yeah, so the maintenance is the maintenance is
1: not big at all you're yeah. going to get a call if your ac's broke you know broke cuz i mean they can't yeah. or a major appliance broke otherwise if there's like a a little door that's loose or you have like you know uh, a window's not opening and shutting you're not going to get those constant calls that people are always complaining about oh but a landlord you get those phone calls those tenants are a little bit more self Self-efficient to themselves to be able to maintain, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) self-sufficient, right? um, But. You have the pro, and then you have the con that they're if the you know they leave the if they leave you're gonna have a vacancy and you have no other income. But they're both good to start off with. I you know some people just don't have the money to buy a fourplex, right? Mm -hmm. But they have enough money to buy a single family home to put it out to rent. Mm -hmm. Why not start there?
0: You know, start is what I try to
1: tell. Start no matter what. Start somewhere. Yeah, because. The, the business itself, if you take it on to do this long-term, the generational wealth that you could create with this business is beyond.
0: Yeah, yeah it's awesome. It's and you beyond. do, you learn through the failure. You, so you're do. gonna have some losses, right? Like you're gonna start with that single family home, they're gonna leave or something's gonna happen, you'll have to pay mortgage for three, four months, nobody will be in there. But that's part of it. That's like, part that's of just it, the way yeah, it you
1: have to make sure that you have reserves. But you yeah, know, starting exactly. in the rental investment Industry, it's it's such an uh, you know, a lot of people don't understand it, you know, like just like anything else, and they feel like, oh, that's so much work. I have to be a landlord, you know, I have to maintain the property. I have to... It's a great business. It's something that yeah. everybody needs to live somewhere,
0: 100%. always, no
1: matter what.
0: It seems like a fun business. It's too. a fun business. I yeah. loved it. You I I, I love it. I loved properties. it. I love it. I yeah. used to
1: love managing my properties. I don't manage them no more, but um. I loved seeing the people, being able to be there and see the people happy in the the apartment buildings and seeing that we were able to create somewhere they're living. And I really, I'm a people person. So, you know, for me, it's like I love to, I used to... See all my tenants, and I used to talk to them all the time and hang out with them and say, Hey, you know, and you know, that's yeah. a pro and a con too, because then at some times they used to have my cell phone and they would call me directly when the property manager was Yeah, Would you doing, have 2,600? Yes, of them. and that then doesn't I'm doesn't like, work. Oh no, wait a minute, this is not the way I could do it. So I needed to scale down on that a little bit because I got to a point where they yeah. were calling me on the weekends or, you know, and totally. then I'm like, Okay, wait a minute, you have to go through the proper protocols because I can't go fix your toilet
0: you know i have an employee that's there
1: doing that so but it's you know for me it's a nice satisfaction of of being being able to have a place where people are living and being happy
0: now, for single-family homes, and then I want to I wanna talk about the economy a little bit because mm-hmm. there's a stat that I'm curious if it'll affect real estate or if it's interconnected. But for single-family home, is there a certain, uh, like, a $500,000 home area? Like, is there a certain number that you recommend starting? Oh, or? yeah. Oh, for
1: sure. I would, I would go to an area where there's a lot of um, businesses that have, you know, like the hospitals, like, you know, a lot okay. of food, hospitality type of where people want to rent, like, you know, so like for example, here in Miami Beach, you're not gonna come and buy a home so that you could go rent it. These houses, the values of these properties are extremely high, so you're never gonna cash flow. So you need to go to communities like, you know, I don't know, Miami, like like, Kendall, like, you oh, know, Texas. oh yeah,
0: Texas is. There's a lot of. Good oh spots. right
1: now, Texas is hot. Yeah, yeah. right now hot, Texas yeah. is hot. But like in Miami, Coral you know, Gables, you could go to maybe? Coral Gables has areas. High. It's a little high. You yeah. would go like to Kendall, you okay. know, Hialeah, like those areas that people are going there to rent because it's unaffordable, but they still have the, you know, the way of getting around and and not and the commute are, are good. You know, so you want to go to areas where the values of the house are maintaining its value but they're not, you know, a million dollars. You it. know, you want to stay uh, I can't tell you a number because it, let's say you it buy a house for area. 800, yeah, yeah. 800,000, but if you're able to rent that house, you know, for $8,000 a month, hell, yeah. you're going to I'll buy that house, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to see where you're going to rent. What are the rents calling for in the area and is it an area that people want to rent in? You totally, know? yeah. So those all just have, you know, different um criteria that you have to look at in order to buy this single mm-hmm. family home. You could you could buy a a hundred thousand dollar home
0: in yeah, cash and that, flow. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So what do you think of this? I just thought about it. so I interviewed this guy maybe like four or five months ago, and what they I think their company's called Turnkey Properties or something. And what they do, they have these homes. It's more in like the Midwest and stuff, and they're like hundred thousand dollar homes and they buy them and then they'll sell them to you and then they they find the renter and they do the property managing and then you get the monthly resi- I can't remember what the, the resi- monthly cash flow on it was but either way it was yeah. it, it's called the, turnkey so that's they the had <laughs> that sounds awesome. like a good deal yeah, <laughs> yeah i was like this sounds cool yeah that's a cool deal yeah okay. and now <laughs> the,
1: those are so buying yeah. like 4 or 5 in a in a same community yeah you're you're set if you okay. could get a $100,000 home and you're yeah. finding somebody that's gonna get you the renter and hell yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it seemed
0: almost like too good to be true. That's why I didn't like. I'm gonna look them up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, what? Um, so I wanted to ask you about this. I just heard a stat the other day that uh, 40% of the entire um, cash in, in the US, like US dollars has been printed in like the last six months or whatever because like in stimulus. So inflation is inevitable. I would imagine. Like so, it has to. What do you th- like? Or I guess overall, what are your? Is that a similar as like a two thousand eight type of crisis? Like what does that actually mean? Like that type? Because isn't that going to be like a dramatic it's, inflation? Like Of that's course, crazy. it's going to be
1: a dramatic inflation. And when the, what's happening with that is that we have we have inflation, but with with the living right. Yeah. But now employment is not getting the same inflation. You're not you're you're seeing that these people, you know, you're they're they're not getting increases because there's no business coming in. Right. So Mm. all this covid thing has killed um, mom and pops, corporations. It's killed everybody. It's not just one sector. It's it's killing everybody. So these individuals are not getting raises. So now you have inflation, but with no increases in in your employment. So I don't know how they're going to cover that gap. Yeah, there's going to be a big gap between mm-hmm. your living expenses and what you're bringing in as a salary. Yeah, what are we going to do with that? I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It sounds trouble. Yeah, troubled. yeah,
0: forty percent. <laughs> I was like, how much was circulating before? Like that's insane. Yeah. Like they literally just printed half we, of
1: the supply
0: in six months.
1: Like, yeah, I don't enough. know. And and we're seeing it like with our rentals. Um, mm-hmm. We normally increase our rentals on a yearly basis. Um, depending anywhere between three to like seven percent, okay. it all again, it all depends on the area. It all depends on the type of asset that you have. you know, so this year we had zero increases, right? We kept everybody at the same uh, yeah. rent because we are understanding of what's happening in this world, and we're not just gonna go raise rents because oh, we do yeah. this every year. So you know we need to play with what's happening in the world. So we had zero increase. Um, but we're still getting a cash flow.
0: Yeah, So see and that's where it's very, it's safe. Yeah, it's Whereas safe. if the stock crashes, then it, cause I remember in April, March, that was where my business did take a little hit in April and March because I have clients, like we offer like high ticket stuff from 50 grand to multiple six figures for book launches. And what happened is I had all these people lined up that were just about to close. And then I would get on the phone and they were like, yeah, I just lost like half my net worth like yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> not, like they are like, I'm not paying you 100,000. And yeah. I was like, shit, man. Yeah, but, yeah. but if it was real estate, <laughs> then yeah. maybe it would've. It would not, you don't feel been, that. You, yeah, don't you don't feel, feel that
1: big gap because yeah. they still paying rents. Yeah. Um. and you're still getting cash flow, you're just not getting what you were expected that year, right? Because yeah. every year we have like a, a performance okay. yeah. that we're thinking, okay, this year we're going to make, but we're still getting somewhat of it, yeah. just not what we were expecting, but we're not losing, mm-hmm. which is good. So your IRR becomes a little bit less than what you were expecting, but at the end of the day, you're not losing.
0: Got it, Never yeah.
1: losing, you know, hundred percent. unless if you're, uh, you know, a, uh, a landlord that you're spending the money on yourself and not doing your proper business, but that goes with any business, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you don't run your business the right way, you're gonna go down no matter what. Mm-hmm. But as um, as a real estate investor, if you do your stuff right, you sh- no matter what crisis you come in, you're still, oh, good to hear. You're still afloat. That mm-hmm. land is going nowhere. So if today it goes down to zero dollars, a month, three months a year, that goes right back up where it was at or even more. Yeah. Or, you know, so you're always you're always gonna get you're never gonna lose it mm-hmm. if you play the game right
0: for sure. yeah, the only way I see it being possible is when the Elon Musk Mars thing happens <laughs> yeah, and then it's <laughs> And if everybody yeah. leaves... and then if everybody the only- goes to Mars,
1: then we're <laughs> yeah. done.
0: Yeah. Well, then we <laughs> but then we're gonna have property. to go buy multifamily yeah. in Mars. Yeah. Well, actually, though, but if everybody did that. Then you just have Earth as your playground, yeah, through, uh, just your family. <laughs> so that's kind of cool too. I yeah, I'd I, hide here. Yeah, yeah I think <laughs> I'd stay then if everybody went there. I'd be like, <laughs> hey, I got this to my own. Yeah, um, we'll do some travel. But yeah, so you know, unless
1: you know, and there's and this is just like the stock market too. Say that right now multifamily is not in no crisis. You Mm. you can't find the damn deal that you're saying you're going to go steal. It's not happening. But let's say that somebody ran their business the wrong way and they're like, oh my God, they panic. If they sell in a panic, of course you're going to lose, right? You're not going to, because now you're in a panic. You want to sell. The person that's going to buy sees that you're in a panic and they're going to lowball you. Now, okay, now you sold your building for way less than what you should have, but you're still getting somewhat, or you're covering your expenses to sell, right? Where in the market, in the stock market, people panic. Oh my God, the stock went down a hundred dollars. I'm gonna sell today. Why are you selling today? In yeah, a month you or buy a two, more now. yeah, buy more. Don't sell. <laughs> Wait until that damn thing comes back up, so you don't lose your money.
0: Yeah, emotions. So, That's emotions. the prize. So
1: that's the only way you lose in investing in multifamily and you know business
0: and so I'm curious on like I feel like real estate that's the funny thing about it so like somebody could come in and appraise and be like the property's worth a million dollars. We'll just use that for easy numbers. But then say if the person like there's like circumstances like maybe the person just lost their job they need the money and they're moving somewhere else and they already have the other place so like they gotta move right and so if you know that as a buyer, that million dollar home you could maybe get for like eight hundred k or so, like a crazy discount. Single because, families, yes. yeah, because of the circumstance. A hundred percent. So and yeah. like how we got seven hundred dollars a month off our rent. Like correct there's things where like if it gets if, if somehow that side something gets over to this side like information on the circumstance then you can like, oh a hundred percent. So single
1: family homes, yeah. you're gonna see deals this yeah. year.
0: Okay. On yeah. single I was family. Ask what you see coming oh next no one. no
1: single family. I see um, a big opportunity to buy up a bunch of single family homes. Okay. You know I'm just not in that. In uh, yeah. I, I don't buy single families no more.
0: Yeah, you already went. Right. Through that, so right? I'm
1: already so. But no, it's not that I even. It's just yeah. that we changed our 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 core values of Got what we're looking to buy. For sure. I have a friend of mine that buys five six hundred uh houses a year oh yeah that's what he likes he likes to buy single-family homes and he buys them all like in one uh you know big block like let's say in kendo he goes to kendo and he says okay from from this block to this block this block to this block this square area i'm gonna go see how many houses i could buy within that community Mm -hmm. and he goes buys two three hundred houses in one or two months, like a
0: development, pretty much. Uh, right? Yeah. But he
1: buys single and he rents them out. He yeah. likes single family.
0: So it's it's more of um, it's just our an core interest.
1: value this year. Not yeah. this year. The last couple. Of <laughs> we've years. we've changed our core values to what we're investing in. Mm-hmm. But single family homes, like I said, there's no there's, there's no nothing right or wrong. wrong. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. You could become very wealthy with single family homes. You just have to buy a whole lot. And you have to have a complete strategy because maintenance on, if you have a house here, a house there, a house here, a house here, now this tenant has a problem. Now you have to have a maintenance guy that's going to need to drive to this property. An hour later, now this tenant that lives, you know, 10 blocks away, now that tenant calls. Now that maintenance guy has to, he's driving all day. Yeah, it's further. So now he's losing a lot of time driving so your maintenance is the problem but if you have you know I used to have it down packed I had um what was it like 17 homes 16 homes something like that and I had like three maintenance guys that worked full time so that and I would give them each you know okay you have this section you have this section you have this section so if at these calls come in this is your problem these calls come in this is your problem like that so no. I had to hire more employees because of the distance of the single family homes but you could work it out if you if if that's your core value and that's what you want to buy you just do a strategy and you it's it's like running any other business you have to have a strategy for any business you have
0: and i and i think it's already starting to happen cuz like we our parents were from like a small town an hour north of philadelphia and uh one of our good friends their mom is a realtor there and she's been saying like houses have been getting scooped up and I mean, regardless of my, because Miami is actually still kind of like open, or at least it feels like it, but every other city is shut down. Yeah. So a lot of people like from New York, they're leaving cities and they're desiring something like maybe out in the woods or something. And yeah. you're not going to get like an apartment out in the woods. right? So I do. Is that kind of what you're seeing? Yes. Is Like a lot of people are moving yes. out. A hundred
1: yeah. percent. And then, so one thing that I'm going to tell you about why we decide to invest in multifamily instead of single family one of the major things is that single family gets um, appraised. So okay. let's say in your community, within your area, they appraise the homes on based on what has been selling around you. So if you have a foreclosure that happens in your area, now the value of your house went down. Really? So yes. Yeah, so it depends what's happening in your area. That house gets appraised based on that. So if you bought that house for 500000 and we're going through the crisis that we're going through right now and, say, two or three people in that area let go of their home and they said, here's foreclosure. I don't, I'm not paying this house. I'm moving to another state. Take the house. Now when you go sell this house because there were so many foreclosures, now your house is valuated, um, appraised at a lower value than what you bought it for.
0: That's crazy. So it's, and it could go vice control. versa.
1: It could go that that community is hot and it's everybody wants to move there, right? Now you bought it for 500,000, three years later, now it's worth 800,000. It could go either way, right? Yeah. So multifamily doesn't run that way. Multifamily is run as a business. So mm-hmm. it's based on the income that that apartment building is producing is how you sell that, that's what the value of your property is worth. Mm -hmm. So you're never really, you don't care what's happening in your surrounding areas because you're not gonna get appraised based on value of the outside world. You're gonna be appraised on what your business is producing.
0: I do like that better, more control.
1: Yeah, you have more control over your assets. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the reasons why we have chosen to invest into multifamily and not single-family homes. Mm-hmm. But, like, oh, you have pros and cons with multifamily. You have sure. pros and cons with single-family. I say if you want to invest in multifamily, ins- I mean, in rental investments, get started anywhere you can Yeah, and learn from it. And from that point on, just start scaling, gotcha. <laughs> you know?
0: So so let's let's dive into the COVID. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do it. Let's Switch. go. And then we're gonna go into trouble. You're gonna get bit. me. Yeah, I know, that's not
1: what I wanna do. You're gonna get me pumped up here.
0: <laughs> so, well, uh, let's actually, so that it's um, productive too. Like, let's talk first, what are your thoughts on everything going on with it? And then, Maybe, like, do you have any ideas for solutions? I haven't really thought about solutions because no. I've just been so dumbfounded <laughs> by how ridiculous it all
1: is. Yeah, you know, I haven't. The solution is that we're going to live with this for the rest of our lives mm-hmm. as we have been living with the common flu, the influenza, all these other stuff that we've been living for the rest of our lives.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're going to be living with it. I don't know why we have created this whole. Scandal that is more political yes. than anything else, <laughs> yeah. um, and it's manipulated the minds of all these people that are not doing the correct research. <laughs> yeah, that's what's so you surprising know. To yeah, me. they're not doing the correct researches. So solution would be that the people get more educated and do the research that this COVID is a common cold. Yeah, just like every other flu that has killed. I'm not saying that you're not dying from this. I know there is people dying, I'm not saying that. But they die from common flus also. They're Mm -hmm. just not sitting there and reporting it on a daily basis. Yeah. That's
0: it. So where where do you, um, because maybe that would be helpful, right? Because I think the most misinformed people are the ones that are watching like ABC News, CNN. And sometimes I even watch ABC News just to actually like see the bogus stuff that they're saying.
1: I can't, I go, I want to go through the TV. I can't, (laughs) I am
0: so upset. It pumps us up, like it gets us ready for the day. I'm like, I'm ready to fight now. I'm ready. (laughs) Um, But like, where do you, I guess, how did you come to the conclusion that like, it is a common cold? Like what, like for me, like I I do, um, and I feel like that's what's surprising to me, not to go in circles, but like, I don't understand how people just take it for what they say. Like to me, I'm always like I, I at least want to check out a few other sources. Yeah, me too. So there's like Alex Jones. I know he's a little wild, but Infowars. Oh yeah, Wars, he's I, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually really like him. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. The, a lot of the stuff he's been wrong sometimes for sure. There's been a few, but most of the time, what he says, it's 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 kind of like um, truth is stranger than fiction. Like, that's what we're going through right now. Like, it is yes. so bewildering to me that I feel like we're in a fake world.
1: We're in a fake world right <laughs> now. We really are. I mean, it's, you know, and I don't want to get, I don't want to offend every, anybody, yeah, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. because I get everybody has their own opinion and they, you know, I, I respect that. But do research. Understand mm-hmm. what you're going through right now because, you know, I know that this is hurting the rich, all the way down to the poor. Yeah. So I, I, you know, this is not oh, only the rich are surviving, or only the no, no. This is not about this. This is about the government, all one wanting to control us, right? And they say, well, every country, it's happening to every country. Yeah, it's every country. Do you understand? Have you read? Have you been looking of what's happening that this world wants to become one world, one leader, and have the same politics people running globalism yeah they want to globalize this world so yeah of course that europe is having the same thing as us and that they're not uh, you know this one's not communist and this is not here and we're in the united states but do you realize that everybody's doing the exact same protocols manipulating everybody's minds controlling everybody scaring everybody the same way so that they could grab control Mm -hmm. i'm you know i'm cuban so I know the history of Fidel Castro mm-hmm. and how they started and how they went from a freedom country to a the most communist um, country that is disgusting, the way that they treat their own people and how the government lives. So yeah. I, I'm Does very sensitive. Similar? Oh, my God. If you read the stories, and this is yeah. what, you know, like I have, you know, with, with Cuba, my family members that have lived through the, you know, 1959 on that they saw what was happening a lot of them tell me oh my god this reminds and they're older already now you know you know they're in their 80s and they're telling me this reminds me so much of what we had to go through at the very beginning of course not with a pandemic you know what yeah, i mean yeah. but the the manipulation of the mindset you know mm. they're scaring us don't go out of your house you can't open your business you own your business You can't open your business. You could open it now only from eight to three. And if you had a hundred people, now you could have 25 people. And how are you gonna tell me how to run my business when I pay for my own taxes? I pay for my business. Why are you telling me how to control this? if This is a free country.
0: Yeah. And they're like in a six feet apart thing. right? It's kind of hard to band together. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, come on. It's like so,
1: you know, the manipulation of the mind of the weak minds, you know, you have to like do your research based on your research, then live the life that you want to live. Because if you believe that, you know, you're scared of the of the pandemic when nobody's really. You know, like the the disease or whatever they want to call it. It's a flu. <laughs> and we've gone through common codes and the influenza and all that stuff. And we've been able to survive that. And they didn't close the world. yeah. They didn't shut it down. But because, you know, they don't like Trump and they yeah. knew...
0: There's another motive. It's
1: a it's another motive completely. You know what I mean? It's like how about when the um, Ezekiah? uh, Oh yeah, yeah,
0: Ezekiel or whatever. 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 Mosquito, Uh, the
1: mosquito thing. We had mosquitoes outside that they were biting and killing people. Why didn't they close down this whole entire world? That's more dangerous. You're walking on and their mosquitoes gonna bite you and kill you. Mm -hmm. I mean, so why didn't you close down the world when that was going on?
0: Yeah, I agree. And that was actually pretty scary. That that was legitimately.
1: (laughs) the mosquitoes were biting you and actually killing you. Yeah. Like, so why not close down the <laughs> world point. with that? I actually
0: forgot about. That. I mean, yes. yeah. but
1: now you have a common flu, mm-hmm. and you're gonna tell me you're gonna close down this whole entire world and and actually like kill the whole financial world, like the moms, the pops, the the hotels. I mean, they're not yeah. they're not caring who it's killing. They're they just know that the government you know, mm-hmm. is gonna take control.
0: So you're, it's crazy cause you're not the first, there's a lot of um, like Cuban and Venezuelan people that live the, down in Miami and like we Uber everywhere. So sometimes in, the Uber drivers are Cuban or Venezuelan. yeah. And they have said, cause I'll bring this up in conversation with them. And they have said, yes, like this feels very similar. And what's crazy to me too, is that there's still people out there that actually think that like communism is a good idea. And it, what's crazy is, like, in theory, right, it sounds, like, not bad. Like, we're all equal, and we're all in this perfect world. That's That sounds good, I guess. But, like, when you actually, th- like, look at history and yeah. test it out, that's Dude, not research. the way it works. It's, like, it's at all. It always failed. At all. And the people in power always are the ones that get everything. Like, and Cuba is still that way now. Still so. that way. Yeah. Go look at the people in Cuba. They The, the buildings are falling
1: apart. Their streets are full of holes they they can't go to a grocery store to buy but then go look at Fidel Castro's family look mm-hmm. at the the buildings that they live their houses are mansions they they have every kind of servant in their house they have a maid they have a butler they have a, a chef they have mercedes benz in their front yard they but the the country itself is eating dirt yeah but you're going to tell me that communist and socialist is going to help everybody and that everybody's going to be one.
0: Yeah. It's just never worked. And actually just, everybody is equal with it except for the leaders. For, but you're except all equal, for the leaders. And the equalness is awful. Yeah. But awful you're all because like, they don't <laughs>
1: even have. And then I love you know like in like European countries that are socialist that they cover your insurance. I have many friends of mine that are Europeans that uh, from you know everywhere that socialist uh, insurance that they give out. They have to go buy their own insurance pay extra to buy the premium insurance because that insurance that they give out for free is awful. Yeah. Awful. They don't take they leave you when you go into a hospital, you're sitting in these, you know, beds in the hallways, you're not getting attended immediate. They're not covering like if you have something serious. So all of this whole, you know, socialist, you know, thing, it's a shame. And people that know are still They're so, you know, mind, uh, they've messed with their mind so much that they think that that's a good thing. Like these young millennials, too. Oh, my college bill is going to go away all of a sudden. They're going to pay for my college bill.
0: No, you know who's gonna. Where pay? do they pay? Yeah, the taxpayers. <laughs> yeah, the tax, <laughs> the tax money that we oh, had God, in there. we were talking mean? about that over break. He's just like, oh yeah, you're all gonna get rid of a hundred thousand dollars of debt for every student, and then throw it on the American taxpayer. Uh, of course, just like
1: everything else. I mean, come on. So let's. Those are the things that I that get me really annoyed, and you know, again, I don't want to disrespect anybody because everybody yeah. has, you know. Their rights to think and and believe in what they want to, but man, really do your research. Like really dig dig down and and really look at this. What's happening? And don't just sit there and say, I hate Trump's mouth, so I'm gonna go vote for uh, Biden because you know he's just a good guy because he doesn't he doesn't speak his mind. So well, do you, he can't, speak so can't Right, he can't because he forgets everything he says. Or, but you look at facts. Go look at the numbers. You know, and I get really passionate about, about this. But, you know, when Obama was in, you know, eight years of Obama, go look at the history of unemployment on the on all ethics. Go look at the blacks, the Latins. The, the, go look at those numbers. Compared to what Trump did in three years, because they didn't give him the fourth year. They took away his year. Yeah. So they gave him three years. Go look at what Trump has done for the black and for the his, and the Hispanic uh, communities in unemployment compared to what Obama did. These are facts, guys. I'm yeah. not just talking because I'm a Trump uh, supporter. Mm-hmm. I'm talking real numbers. Go pull them up. They're, they're public um, research. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to. I'm not giving yeah. you something that you can't go look at. When you look at these numbers, then you tell me, okay, I, Trump has, you know, he speaks his mind. He's a different person. People hate him because he's rich. Guys, yeah, yeah. he's busted his damn ass for <laughs> for what he has. Was his dad rich? Yes. But what did he do with his dad's money?
0: Yeah, he multiplied He's
1: multiplied it on his own. Look at his kids. His kids are amazing. They're freaking very well educated. They're extremely hard workers. He's done a great job with his own kids. And he's done a great job with his businesses. And this world is a business. This is not a political world. This is a business world. Because in order for us to maintain the taxes that we pay to this, you know, World that we are living in, that they want to take everything from you. <laughs> How do you produce these taxes if you don't have the people making all this money? Yeah, that's right. How the- do you pay for all these charities if you don't have these hustlers out there going to get the, you know, create businesses to give others businesses? So people think here, oh, he's rich, he's rich. Guys, he's busted his damn.
0: Ask yeah, for it. And I think a lot he of people. has not
1: sat there and said, oh, you give me your money and I'm just going to take your money. Look at him. He's being a president for again. one
0: dollar. There, there's a thing out there that shows like net worths of presidents. And it shows like all the presidents, like not all, but maybe the last like four or five presidents prior to Trump, their net worth went up from being president. And Trump's has gone down. Down. Like almost a billion. I think it was $700 million, his net worth. So it's just like that number alone, just follow the money. Like these people maybe had some self-interest. Trump actually cares about. He cares. He He actually, he doesn't need this headache. (laughs) If he didn't
1: sit here, he would have been freaking sitting. Oh, he could do
0: whatever he wants. Come on. He 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 didn't need this damn headache (laughs) of
1: everybody telling him that he's a piece of crap, telling him that he's all these words and all this hatred that he's getting that I feel. I feel um, that he, like, his life is in, in, in jeopardy. Yeah. And he's putting oh, his is. own life for the future of his kids and grandkids and great-grandkids. Yeah. You know, this is what he's doing it for because he's, like, he's seeing what this world is coming to. And he's putting his life cutting his Literally life short. at, at yeah. risk at yeah.
0: risk there was actually i saw alex there was like a hit on of him course and Sonny, and when he gets out of out guy. of the
1: um office then he it, doesn't have that protection he has That's no scary. protection it's scary and he's doing this because he cares but people just don't look at facts yeah. look at the numbers guys don't he's not going to be your best friend he's yeah, not you your husband like you like, don't have to hang out with him Look at what he's doing for your kids, 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 kids. hmm What he's making this world today. Because this is a business. You're losing Social Security. You're losing all of this stuff because these uh, political um, politics don't know how to run a business. Yeah. So they can't maintain this world. They're printing out money. And how do you get that money to be replenished mm-hmm. if you don't run this, bus- this world as a business? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's what I just, gets me so, like... No, me too. <laughs> you know, and- passionate about us, because if you had facts, man, I would, I would keep my mouth shut and say, wow, Obama's an amazing guy, he did great. But the numbers suck. Yeah. He didn't do <laughs> he didn't nothing think- for eight damn years. Mm-hmm. And everybody, oh, the Obamacare. What's Obamacare? Have yes. you seen what Obamacare is? <laughs> I mean, doctors have stopped seeing patients mm-hmm. because of the Obamacare. So now when you call a doctor's office, oh, no, we're not taking new patients. Oh, no, we're not taking new patients because a doctor does his services. And what he used to get paid $100 for, now he gets paid $20 for. Mm -hmm. So this doctor doesn't want to see you at his office. No more new patients, guys. No more new patients. And I don't know if you've experienced this, but try it. (laughs) No, I don't think so. Okay, no new patients. We're not taking in new patients. They're not yeah. getting paid. This Obamacare is not paying the doctors I for their say, services.
0: Actually, what and that's actually why I ended up hiring like a doctor here. Like I, I still pay insurance just in case anything crazy happens but I don't even use my yeah. doctor because I've called and they will, they will literally be like, yeah, our next opening date's like two months from now. Yeah. And I'm like, two months? Yeah. The f- I'm going to have a whole new problem by yeah, then. Yeah, by then. So exactly. So I have a doctor I pay w- really well out of pocket and like IVs. The whole, I think we talked about this yeah. last time. And that was the solution I came That's to. the solution. Because I was like, this guy can't see me till next year. <laughs> exactly. Because so. he doesn't want to work. He's
1: only working three, four hours. And he's like, forget this shit. I'm getting paid the same. Yeah. Seeing four patients that I'm seeing, you know, a hundred patients. Before they used to get paid, you know, their fair, whatever money that for the services. Now it's, nope, whatever the government wants to pay you, that's what you're getting paid for. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't blame these doctors. Why do I want to work and get paid a quarter of what my services cost?
0: Mm-hmm. So that, I want to ask you this, because I heard too, because uh, it seems to me that the problem with the politicians is a lot of them end up like cutting, like I think Biden and his son, right? Like that whole scenario. It seems, again, look at the facts, seems pretty apparent. Um, But even think about the California governor. So like you can think you can go full throttle on the CNN side and think this is like a serious disease and like want to protect people. And and if you want to think that, then that's fine. But to close everything down, I almost feel like. You gotta either be crazy or like just stupid, honestly. And, or you are in cahoots with China because there's actually a video of a, a guy in China saying, We realize that the best way for us to overtake America is not by like an actual war, but rather infiltrate the center, the government, and then they will actually ruin it themselves. Then once it's ruined, you know, uh, I the don't know what control. <laughs> yeah. That, then once it's ruined, they got to rebuild. And that's
1: where I'm calling where, where I'm telling you, it's going to be one world, one yeah. government. This is where, where we're coming to. This is, yeah. and this is exactly what you're saying. Yeah. It's what they're trying to form.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, Cause okay. So it has to be that. <laughs> and that's what blows my mind is like, get, let's just say you only look at CNN and you, you don't, you won't even look anywhere else. If you look at California, just in that alone, what that governor's done. Not to even mention that he said you have to wear a mask in between bites, and then he has pictures of him at like, oh. <laughs> just like, you know, not me, but you. And, but just shutting everything down, there is no way that that is the solution unless you are literally trying to burn the place down. And if so, you're doing a good job. They're doing it. a
1: great <laughs> job. They're manipulating the minds. Yeah. They're doing exactly what they want, and everybody's following it. There's, you know, and they're going to push as far oh, as... Oh, they're pushing. They're, yeah. Look at now. Now the second wave's coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we can see the wave. Ooh, we see it. We see it, guys. Second wave's
1: coming and it's going to be worse and it's going to be... So now what are you doing with a vaccine? Because you just created a vaccine for only for the first strand. Yep. Oh, so now another vaccine needs to be invented because strand number There's two. Like five a year
0: they want you to take. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. What do you think of Gates, oh, Bill Gates? Oh, my
1: God. Uh, no, I don't even want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a great guy. Uh, yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. He, he saves the world with
0: vaccines. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: my God. No, I can't. I can't do it. No, um, no, we could skip over. that. I, that guy, yeah. He, you know, it's it's a shame because at the before i really be, you know i was so impressed with everything that they do you know yeah. but at the end of the day it's not really they're, they're it's it's all a like a facade mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're not they're not good people
0: yeah I it mean, doesn't seem that way to me. yeah
1: they 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 want to be involved in that one world yeah you know let me be the and, leader there's you know. video,
0: and I saw this on Alex Jones. There's video of him actually saying in a TV interview, like maybe five years ago, and they asked him, "What's been your biggest like return on investments?" You know, because he's a big business guy. So, oh, yeah. and he literally said, "Vaccines have been my best return. Yeah. Twenty-one times return on all the money I've put in." Yep. <laughs> it's like, yep. oh yeah, this guy yep. has the best. Exactly. In... He's trying to save. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah.
1: And he's he's a very socialist person. He believes, yeah. you know. That everybody should be equal, but he's a billionaire. Yeah,
0: I know. and yeah, the carbon right. stuff. I mean, come on. yeah. That's always the best thing when people are saying like the global warming and the and the um, uh, carbon, like it's too much, like the smoke and everything. But then they have a private jet and then they fly back and forth everywhere. It's like, okay, wait, that's just so It just yeah, it,
1: it just makes no sense, really, what's happening. Yeah, it's if so it was backwards. if it made sense and all of this was really factual. I would be, okay, my God, there's a pandemic, you know, everybody, that, that's great, I would fall, but the problem is, is that you're going into a restaurant, walking in with a damn mask, two minutes later, you're able to take off that mask, speak to your waiter, waitress, the chefs are touching your food with no mask on, they're touching which, you know, your hands are your biggest transforming yeah. of germs, of any germs, cold, um, bacteria, whatever it is, your hands grab it more than your than you're inhaling or than yeah. your saliva. Yeah, you you know whatever, it stays there for whatever minutes or whatever. It doesn't but your hands, so cover your hands then also. But this is a cold. Your if and this is again, go research it. The COVID your survival rate in COVID is 99.8. Yeah. Survival rate. So your death rate is point zero
0: two <laughs> and not that's even? like overall right overall if you're if you're like yeah. 70 and above right it's... then it's a little bit but if you're you know whatever like
1: right overall the average
0: person but now you want to bring
1: less. in a vaccine that you have not tested you don't know what the side
0: effects are going to be some people got gotten cerebral palsy from it. Uh, to know many right? no and how about
1: you yeah. don't know yeah. if your kidneys are going to fail
0: yeah yeah that's yeah
1: well, we, we saw like a couple people got
0: aids Oh, oh, yeah, no, that was in Australia. Oh, wait a minute. You it know why? You yeah. Hold
1: on. Because in the vaccine, they got a strand from the HIV virus that supposedly it kills the COVID. So they're injecting HIV into you mm-hmm. to kill COVID. And that's why they got HIV. It's a, it, yeah. and So you're going to tell me that 10 years, that you need 10 years to come up with a vaccine to test it before they allowed it. Now, all of a sudden, the government has decided that there's no testing needed. You could create a vaccine and in eight months start injecting it into people. So what happens two years, a year down the road? What happens if your kidney fails? What happens if you have a stroke? Mm -hmm. All of these things you don't know. So you're going to put on something that, oh, wait, and the vaccine only has a 5% That you won't get it. I know. That you won't get it. So 95% that you still could get infected, but then you have a virus, I mean, a a flu that you have 99.8 survival rate and you're going to go put on a vaccine. That that you have no clue what that vaccine has, what the side effects are going to be. It just makes no sense to me. So that's why I'm so like, passionate about this it's like guys this is wake up let don't let your mind be manipulated by these politics that are wanting to just take over they want to kill out whatever they could kill out so that the population is not where it's at and that they can take control of the whole entire universe i mean
0: yeah really true yeah, and when you're speaking about, like, we're just trying to be helpful with this. Like, I that's why that's it's like, I'm t- yeah. I want to, like, shake people in a, in a nice way just so they understand because I don't want them to lead down the path and then end up like a Cuban. I mean, country. my family like, members,
1: like, you know, like we talked yeah. about, I've had about 25 family members um, that have gotten COVID. Yeah. Luckily, knock on wood, you know, they've been fine. Nothing's happened to them. They've had a common cold. No big deal. I've hung out with every one of them. During the COVID (laughs) stages. I mean, it's my son, my daughter, my nieces. I've grown out with them. We've isolated. We've isolated Uh, together at a house, Thanksgiving. I had four of my family members with COVID. Oh, yeah, we well, all they're... stayed in one house. We didn't leave. We okay. had it in my house. Yeah. We all stayed there. We slept there. Everybody slept over. We had like a, a COVID weekend party. COVID party. <laughs> yeah. You
0: know, knock on wood. You know, I didn't
1: I didn't get no but I wasn't afraid of the symptoms because, you know, I take care of myself. For you sure. Know? And that's the so, biggest thing
0: too. They're, they're you know, news is nobody why doesn't
1: that? the news say, hey guys, go work out. Yeah. Stop eating junk. Don't go to Burger King and uh McDonald's and Wendy's. Eat healthy yeah. foods, get your immune system boosted up, worry about what kind of vitamins and the food that you're putting in your body that's the ones that are killing you. Yeah. And go exercise every day. It's amazing. It's a great. There's a
0: stat where if you have as long as you have enough vitamin D and zinc in you, it has not affected like anybody right. that's and it, they don't say that on they don't say anything. they don't about say that. that talk about the that vaccine.
1: everybody go <laughs> yeah. work out every damn day yeah. go out and walk for an hour go run do whatever you got to go do but get your body in a good state mm-hmm. and you're going to see how you'll be Change okay I mean yeah. these kids used to go to school Just until last year, every day with a damn runny nose and the cold and, you know, and the snots and the whole and the (laughs) coughing and and they all these kids get a cold and then they would bring it home and then the moms and the dads get a cold. Same thing as COVID. Mm -hmm. They just never talked about it and never really put the emphasis. But this is all politics. It is. This is all about getting Trump out and China. Because he was the first one to put his freaking foot and, you know, really step down and say, no, you're not going to take advantage of us no more. You're going to be the same as us and you're going to pay the same um, taxes that we're paying when we import and export. Mm -hmm. So now let's, you know, bring this in and kill the world because I just want to prove a fact.
0: So what do you let's I want to talk about this, too. What do you think about the election? Oh, was, God. Was there any fraud or was it Oh, legit? God. This
1: is uh, this is all fraud. I mean, and it's been happening for years. Yeah. This that's is not so, new. I did not right? know that, actually. This has been happening for many years. I was so
0: gullible. I yeah. actually thought this was a true system.
1: I really did. But it was never as bad because, again, yes, it was exactly. very subtle. You know, they mm-hmm. would, you know, play around with whatever needed to happen at the time. And, okay, whatever. Now it's so bad just because, again, they don't want Trump in in um, power because the the political uh, party knows that he has the the balls to yeah. be able to stand up to anybody, and they don't want that. They don't want to be you know taken out of power. Are you kidding me?
0: Mm-hmm. He's,
1: they're like, uh uh-uh, uh, wait, we need to get this guy. That- so these, I mean, it's not even us again. Proven fact, they found all those votes in the garbage. They found all these um. Uh, Mail in votes that were not even in existing. There's been people that have had five votes and counted five times one person. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like. And you look at the graphs,
0: crazy. they don't even make sense. Like Trump's graph is like normal, like this. And then Biden's is like. Dern. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. And like and the, a spaceship. In the five states that matter, the swing states, right? Yeah. And it's like, come on. Yeah, man. come on. What are this the chances? Is,
1: uh, this is like, let's play. You want to play fair? Let's. Let's play fair, you know like if the if everybody didn't want him in okay and the and the votes were good and there weren't the way that they've messed with these votes, everybody okay, whatever, yeah, even if he was I great agree. for us, you know, but if it was a fair fight that everybody voted the right way, then everybody has to stay quiet, but damn it, you're seeing all these scams going on with these votes, mm-hmm. I mean it's. it's
0: Any thoughts? What what do you think? Because it's just timely. Like, what do you think will happen tomorrow? I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I'm I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) It is a fun show. It's a fun (laughs) show. It really is. But Um, it's very serious. I I don't know. I mean, I'm
1: hoping that he really, you know, for the sake of our entire nation, really, right, that that he at least stands up for a fair vote. Yeah. Recount. Do whatever you got to do. But let's do that voting all over again and get a fair vote. And if Definitely. that fair vote comes back and he loses, hey, you leave. But the way that it was done, come on, that, well, that was disgusting.
0: Like, I don't understand come on. why we're still voting in a way that uh, they're. Wait, is. our
1: votes were not even counted 24 hours, 72 yeah. hours later. They weren't even counted. Yeah. It's like, it's and ridiculous.
0: Because what COVID did is it allowed them to actually like make up their own rules, not really legally, but like I heard in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania was one of the most corrupt areas of this. And apparently like they had stuff come in like a week later or yeah. something. And like, you're not allowed to accept yeah. those votes. It's a week late. But they yeah. still counted they because still counted the COVID them. delayed it or something. Yeah, like the,
1: the mail uh, got yeah. delayed because of COVID. So now yeah. they accepted. M- you know the mailing vote. Can't change that came. the
0: constitution or whatever because of I mean, COVID. yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous.
1: It's just ridiculous. You know, and I'm, what I'm so surprised with the the technology that we have advanced to, that there's That's not a voting system where you have to insert your license. You have the, the our license have that scanning vote uh, bar yeah. in the back. You have to insert your license or your fingerprint in order to vote. Definitely. So that that way that vote is. Counted the right way. It was me. It was nobody else. There has to be a a, a smarter way. People are yeah, hand counting i though. know come on. Yeah. I, it's ridiculous. I'm sure
0: Nancy Pelosi would create that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, so <laughs> happily. That. Dominion, that's what it's called. Dominion, Dominion. will create it. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I thought that too, and I guess. Well, I guess not everybody has a phone, but most people have a phone. Because I was think like, the face recognition thing, yeah. like, like, there's got to be there's a way so, listen, or a website, something. And- come on,
1: even at you, even you should even be able to vote from home because all these things, all these technologies, your computer has, you yeah. know, your own, you're, you're able to scan your, your license. Yeah, you exactly. know, scan it. And only once, once your license is scanned, there should not allowed any more. If you try scanning it again. You know? Yeah. Nobody but votes we had received I have an employee of mine that received three mail in votes
0: 3 yeah. yeah
1: So if she would have sent all three
0: she would have three three
1: ma- votes for herself <laughs> Why and that happened all over that's that definitely happened
0: Yeah and you're actually now that we're just talking about it is like like a bank for instance right like online banking the amount of security that you go through to set that up that's all we would have to do in this scenario cuz like I know like bank fraud, like if you lose your credit card, that stuff can happen, but I don't think it happens very often where people like log into your Wells Fargo account because there's so much security. Yeah. So what are the, ch- I think there's more chance of fraud with paper than 100%. there is. 100%. Just set it up like a bank. Set like, it up as fine. a login. Social security.
1: Nobody your knows Your social security, other's. your license. Yep. Even your passport number if you have. Yeah, and, and and everything. And log in. And your vote counts once. Once, if they logged in with your code, oh, you're screwed then, right? Yeah. But log in, vote, and everybody's able to do it from home. You don't even Mm -hmm. need to do it anywhere. You don't need to go drive to these lines and... It's just ridiculous. I'm just.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess we'll see tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see I'm what excited. happens. Oh, my God. Um, so I kind of I want to leave it to you because everything that I wanted to touch on, we touched on. So if there's anything else you want to share, please do. But then um, like, let us know where we can find you. Like if you have any courses. I think you have a real estate course like website, socials, you know, all that. The yes. Um,
1: right now I'm coming out with a little course that I did for a very, very new beginner investors that have never invested in real estate, mm. um, in multifamily, not real estate, in multifamily. Uh, so it's almost like a one-on-one type of course. Um, it's gonna be an online course. Um, I was directing it directly to women, and now yeah. it's kind of like not because everybody's like, some men have like, come on, I wanna I want to see that too. And really the course doesn't have anything to do with gender. It was just <laughs> that I was really wanting to target women. Um, but because I I feel like women don't have the, they feel like they don't have they're not empowered or sometimes they're a stay at home mom and they just feel like they don't have the knowledge or they don't have the courage. So I was wanting to really um, focus my my directions to women to let them know this is something that you're able to do and still be a mom, still be a wife. Um, it's not like a job that you have to be at from nine to you know six or whatever you're able to mess around with your yeah, hours it's flexible, as yeah. very flexible so that's why I was directing my my um, focus to women but now the course is gonna be coming out in the next uh probably in the next thirty days it's already done we're just tweaking some little things that I wanted to tweak and uh so that'll be coming out and uh, myself and Bobby are coming out with a mastermind boot camp that we're doing for investors that are already more knowledgeable um that are either have one and want to scale or they have the money and have never invested in multifamily uh yeah. so that's going to be now in january 20 something in uh fort lauderdale oh, we'll sweet. only we're pick 20 uh 20 people because mm. we want it to be very, very personal.
0: Mm. Um, Those are the best. I think. Yes.
1: Yeah. Bobby really likes to have. Um, he doesn't like the massive because you really can't really focus. And he wants the person when we do this core um, this boot camp. He wants them to get out of there, and really invest. Mm-hmm. So he wants to be able to follow that. You know, we follow that person until they do their first investment. So we're doing very small groups. Um, And also, we're gonna come out with a um, a mentoring uh, program where we're gonna only um, get ten people that will want to be, you know, um, have a mentor. But now these are more of a mentorship of people that are already, you know, making, you know, like a million dollar net revenue or something like that, and that they want to scale up to the next level. So we have like different levels of um for for people that want to get investing in into multifamily or
0: or i like those a lot because you're like holding you you said for the mastermind like you'll you actually kind of hold them accountable until they make their yep it's
1: gonna be yeah so we're gonna have oh they have to take action because we're gonna have an eight week um call eight weeks of a program so they come to the mastermind boot camp it's gonna be four days Um, we're gonna take them to all of our properties that we have in Florida show them the business the inside the outside Um, we're gonna be um, then doing you know an eight-hour deep dive like we're gonna be they're gonna be working This is gonna be like going to school and then when they leave they're gonna have a weekly call with us um, and they're gonna have to have like protocols they have steps that they need to take in order um, you know, every week, and at eight weeks, they should have their first investment. Got it. We've interviewed these 20 people. Like, we have turned down so many people for this boot camp, but we want, really want to make sure that the ones that are coming to this boot camp, they're that it. they're not just coming to say, oh, I went to a boot camp, and, oh, my God, yeah, how exciting, and I, you know, um, went to Bobby and Sophie's boot camp, and, wow, it was great. And what did you do with that? Nothing. Okay, we don't want that. So we really, because we're doing our non-refundable minutes in there, teaching people. And we don't do this for a living. This is because we've had so many people ask to please help them. That we're like, okay, why don't we do this? We'll select the few and we do. So we came up with this the first time we're ever doing it. It's our first one. Uh, We don't know if we'll do it again. We're gonna do this as a trial, see how it goes. If these people are successful, Will then, then it's worth decide to do it because we really want. It's more of having a success story,
0: exactly, than yeah.
1: having our a mastermind or a boot camp. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. we really want them to be successful. We we get pride by saying, "Wow, we were able to teach them what we did, and that they took action and got it done."
0: Mm-hmm. And what's the website for that? Or where
1: can you find it? um, My Instagram is OfficialSofiaCastro. Mm -hmm. And Sophia, guys, is spelled with the F, the Latin way. So it's Mm -hmm. S-O-F-I-A. My LinkedIn is um, Sophia Castro. And my Facebook is also Sophia Castro. My website is OfficialSofiaCastro.com.
0: Perfect. Okay. So, and they yeah. can find all that all stuff All of the there.
1: information is on any of the handles. Cool. Yes. All right.
0: Well, thanks for coming on the show. It was a blast. That was fun. <laughs> I hope nobody gets offended. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, they won't.
1: <laughs> the Authors Unite show is sponsored by AuthorsUnite.com. Your one-stop shop for becoming a profitable author and maximizing your impact.